Welcome back. Let's go. TNT. That was too much. I apologize. That's my bad. That's my bad. <laughs> did we get titties in there? I don't know if I said yes, titties. I think you did. Yeah, yeah. At Gotta least sure at least always. once. Mm-hmm. At least once. At least. Minimum. One of the teas will always stand for the days. Katie got some big ass titties. T Jones, what's good, fellas? Brother, back. What has it been like? Two weeks? Too long. Too long. Too long. Man. Oh, man. Dog, I want to hear about your trip. Just give me, give me, give me, give me, just give me like two highs. See how I make them do it anyway. See how I make them do it anyway. Are we recording? Are we recording? Just give me, (laughs) gotcha, bitch. (laughs) Just give me three highlights. Three highlights. Uh, We hired, (laughs) sorry, wrong (laughs) (laughs) Y'all said I was We hired a, (laughs) not saying it again. You watch your mouth. She's a nice we lady. Went to, <laughs> and dog, when I met her, I fucked the shit out of me. <laughs> All right, going on to the episode. <laughs> Audie is mad as fuck. Tell us about her, please. <laughs> Sweating. <laughs> she must have been bad as fuck. Bad as fuck, boy. Dickums. Uh, Erica Banks was a highlight. Nope. She was very kind, cool. Nine foot eleven security guard. Jesus. Oh no, she's doing pictures right now, fam. Sorry. Well, sir, you had to bend all the way over to just talk to me. I had to so drop my I will take Sorry. your word for it. Hold on, little nigga. Let me check. You know what? Normally I don't like that title, but <laughs> it's, it was appropriate. If so I'm, if I'm looking at your belly button while you're yelling at me. <laughs> Yes, sir. Sorry about like, that. I, I, at best, I'll punch the shit out your kneecaps. Yeah, but so you don't delay. kick that. <laughs> but if he fall on you, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I'm just a little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got to do it like the driver. <laughs> It'd be a Mario punch. Wow. <laughs> that motherfucker would have kicked me. I would have flew for knocked two all hours. The, knocked all the coins out your ass. Who the fuck played game over music? (laughs) (laughs) Got even smaller. I didn't even know I was big toe. (laughs) Mushrooms now. (laughs) Not that kind. (laughs) Okay, so Erica Erica Banks. Yes. Erica Banks was one. All right. Uh Hired a new sales consultant. His name is Kevin Posley. And is he white? He is not, but Damn. he is amazing. And I'm, I'm uh, excited. He has broker deals. I'm going to name drop, probably legally ain't supposed to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Don't get uh, us canceled. He has made deals with Microsoft, Monster Energy, Damn. Uh, Netflix, oh, uh, ATT, Cricket Wireless. Um, he named off about five or six clients to me that he's working with. Out of five or six clients, he has made two millionaires. He is striving to become the millionaire maker. That that Damn. he wants that as his nickname. That's so dope. 
He's hired. Yeah, immediately. <laughs> immediately. Kevin. Kevin. Shout Write out to Kevin. Yeah. Big Write shout it out to Kevin. Writing it down. Kevin. Yeah. So, um, how do I find him on social media? <laughs> no. Here's what we're not going to do. You got to email. This is my connect. That's do not so rewind. Hey. Don't, you still got to come. You still got to come do the podcast if you're a millionaire. I don't give a fuck. If I'm a millionaire, we're all millionaires. You guys know that. I'll pull up to, the, to your mansion. Hey, we're good. You know what today is? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you leave me day. outside. It's million dollar day. <laughs> it's million dollar it day, mate. Hey, mate. I'm trying to be the million dollar mate. Tevin has sent me a fucking meme almost every day of Terrence Howard. It's Spider Mine. Spider Mine. Bat Mine. Brett, the hit my heart. Best there ever is. Best there ever was. Mine. Best there ever will be. My, my. <laughs> oh my lord! Oh, it's all right. You got great. one more. Oh god! All right, Kevin, Erica, okay. and then motherfucker, I got to DJ a sold out club. That's dope. in fucking Dallas. That's crazy. That's what's bro. up. That's crazy. Mm. I, and and then like th- that's dope. But like honorary mention to also got to speak at the University of Texas and represent Iowa, the Iowa Music Awards. For, for a room full of students and uh, artists That's from crazy. New York. Uh, the panelists consist of a radio host, a guy that signed Bad Boy Records, an A&R, uh, 3-6 Mafia's manager, and Damn. Tone the Boss. Damn. The Boss. Shit was You better epic. stop saying your name like that. Like, it ain't big, dog. Man, you putting on for Iowa. You better. I'm trying. Put some respect on your name. Respect. Put some respect. Put some respect on your name. Stone the boss. Stone the boss. Stone the boss from Iowa. So yeah. Apple. We rep Iowa hard as fuck, boy. That's fucking dope, dog. Yeah. So we'll absolutely be there next year. Have you ever seen the ads for making it mag? No. It's got a really big social media presence. I see the ads almost every day, and uh, I just don't believe it because they give people like $5,000, $10,000, dollars fly people all over the country to do shows, and uh, I'm like, yeah, bullshit. Yeah. Until the guy comes up to me like, oh, Tobe, you ain't signed up for my shit yet. And I'm like, until now, I did not think you were fucking real. I, <laughs> bro, I thought I get, you were AI. I get those like... <laughs> And I'm like, nah, motherfucker, you're yeah, not going to get my you're not money. getting me. So not only did we meet him the night before we did this big event with him, because we did media and podcasts and interviews and shit, uh, we watched him give away a $15,000 check, and the artist is up there crying and, like, fucking Boy, going ham. Been crying? Yeah, I would have had a heart attack. <laughs> I would have been up there. Like, did you just smart? <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> a whole booty, I'm a whole booty queef on, on the mic. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> I'd like to thank my... <laughs> Is that a cry? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it was epic. Um, I'd have been, it would have looked like I was in one of them churches. I'd have, uh, <laughs> falling on the floor. Oh, 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 oh. Hey, Jesus. Hey. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, they, that's uh, fucking dope, bro. They, they had snot bubbles and tears. So, oh hell yeah! That's... Um, and then I interviewed a few people before they gave away that check, and they were like making it mad. Flew me out here, got my room, and gave me a thousand dollars. I was like, God damn, damn. yeah, damn, and like son. two or three people. <laughs> 
Send Where'd me that link. This? Send right. me that Send link. Send me that link, son. <laughs> Damn. Well, that's dope, bro. I'm yeah, glad you had a good cool. trip, man. Yeah, yeah. That sounds like a good learned time. Learned a lot, made some new connections, and uh What'd you learn? Uh Best I learned to adapt <laughs> in every situation. Amen. Even when it the odds are strongly not in your favor. And we did and capitalized. Mm-hmm. Uh, had Classic not been with me, I would not have been comfortable and I would have shut down at the first sign of adversity. And don't get me wrong, it was a great trip, but there was adversity. Yeah. Um, you know, there was there was a couple hostile situations. You know, we we did the Iowa takeover and didn't know it was going to be a hostile takeover. <laughs> so we started <laughs> to think that we might be the problem and we had to step away from a couple situations. But... Uh, in the end, it, it led to better situations. We adapted, and um, there was one party where it was five hundred dollars each person to walk in. What'd you say? Five hundred dollars. What? Five hundred. Five dollars. Five hundred pennies. Five hundred pesos. And when it was five hundred to get in, because it's a media event, guess who became media? Uh, <laughs> I want the I want the sunglasses. You know the little pixel sunglasses and the blunt to fall in your mouth. <laughs> no, I need the I need the like Superman. Comes yeah. over. I need the I need the Superman fucking. Yeah, media is fuck boy. So uh, I go to the ran. car, grab the camera, <laughs> get the camera, get the camera right now, Mike. Uh, classic ran the camera, got photos, videos. I ran interviews. We set up a booth out of Fuck nowhere. Yeah. We didn't plan on bringing this shit, doing this shit, and we fucking killed it. Dude. That's like, fucking cool. It bro. was, yeah. Every like, so many people turned around, laughed. Like, I ain't going in there. Five hundred, you're fucking crazy. And then we saw the people that was going in there. We're like, we can do that. Let's go to the car, grab the equipment. I came back with a podcast machine. He came back with the camera out. Damn. And they're like, right this way, sir. Fuck yeah, dude. So fucking That's dope. what's up. Yeah. That's smooth as fuck. That's yeah. fucking cool. You're lucky I wasn't after them. Like, you oh, we go. <laughs> Where you niggas going? I mean, it's no different from the time we were in Dallas and that long ass line. Boy. And I just, nigga, I summoned all the, oh, I'm about to pause. All the big dick energy in the world. <laughs> we need a pause button. Pause. <laughs> I summoned all the great big dicks that came before me. Pause. And we walked past like a hundred at least. Uh, at least a hundred people. And Maybe it was two doors. <laughs> like one door we walked by. This line is like an hour and a half minimum before they tell somebody no. And they're for real. And me, Tevin, and Kitty, I'm like, follow me. We walk straight to the front. I'm like, they're with me. They let me in, let Tevin Kitty in. Kitty. Oh, did, did, shut, did we just do shut that? Up, shut, shut up, Kenny. Shut the fuck up, up Kenny. Big ogre yeah. mother. Wait till you get inside, <laughs> you bro. Big, Kenny, you big, inside, sexy ogre. Shut your ass up. You gorgeous, <laughs> Thor-looking <laughs> ogre. I don't we know get, who this is, but that's funny as <laughs> fuck. We get to the ne- inside again. Bro, there's another line, <laughs> another line inside to get upstairs, and we just walk right, right by through it. Right through it. It was. If you so act cool. like you're supposed to be somewhere, they will acknowledge it you was, and treat you that And way. it was lit as fuck up there. So fucking that's, lit. That's awesome. <laughs> well, that's dope, bro. I'm glad you had a good ass. Man, it that's was, dope. We made a lot happen with nothing presented. <laughs> like, made. But you had the tools necessary to make that shit happen. Yeah, preparation. Sure. So always sure. be prepared. The tools and the team. Yeah. The team. Yeah. I, I would not. I, I would have no interest, honestly, 
and doing what we did if Classic wasn't there working just as hard, maybe harder. And, and we just Classic. fucking made shit happen. Yeah, that's so dope. Like, that's what's up. It was great. So, uh, and like the the beauty of it to me is Classic was bummed out that he missed Kansas City, and he yeah. got something equally, maybe even more dope. I would say more in return dope. Like, because I feel like if he would have went to Kansas City, he would have been like, "Nah, I can't do both. South by Southwest like my family." But he sat out and was bummed the fuck out. Like he said, "Q prices right music." I knew. I know how you felt. I was like, "Sucks to be we in Kansas." <laughs> no, I'm talking about now that y'all when y'all went to Southwest. Oh I was, yeah, now, I was now, at home you're I was in, like, now you're playing the Prices Right music. <laughs> I was like, I guess I'll go bartend. Oh man, <laughs> I guess it's St. Patty's. See, Day. Richard and I were talking about doing that, and then yeah. also um, uh, we want to go to Nam. It's a. Uh, <laughs> it's a. Uh, um, Back in Nam, my, grand- the music, <laughs> my grandparents a, went to Nam. It's like a music <laughs> conference, though, for like um, yeah. for the the tech side, the engineer side, like oh, all that have shit. To do that. Fucking gear, have to. plugins, software. Have to. Uh, I'll be mixing there, man. professionals, mastering professionals that sit yeah. and do like uh, that do talk like TED talks on basically on like their process for yeah. mixing and mastering. That's, That's where I stumbled across that video for 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 mastering. Was it not Chris Brown's engineer? Uh, Which one? Was I mean, he one? he does. Um, Fucking, uh, he he did um, shit. Kendrick, he's done this mastering engineer. He's done Twenty One Savage, whole bunch of fucking people. A lot of a lot of more recent stuff. Yeah. Uh, Baby Keem, yeah, shit like, and that's that's where it was. That it was yeah. from last year's. Yeah. So they have it. It's in May of this year or yeah. April or something like that. But I want to go next year. Hmm. I mean, I'm probably the that most tech savvy cool. person here. So yeah, this is probably yeah, dude. This is yeah, right dude. up your alley. Probably, yeah. Yeah. This is yeah, right up your alley, sir. Tech savvy. You guys know yeah. everything about engineering. <laughs> <laughs> you guys need to meet people, and you guys need yeah. to know shit. Yeah. I got you. It's That's, me. I'm presenting. Yeah. You can go live <laughs> on Facebook. You guys get there, and I'll come on stage. Hello. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. I see we got some new faces in the audience. <laughs> your name, sir? <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> I told you. Boy, <laughs> I played y'all. Oh God, That'd that's fucking great. hilarious. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. South by South. I go to like you guys go to like all these like really like important learning knowledgeable things. <laughs> I'm over here planning two days for Lollapalooza. Hey, hey that's fucking dope too. Though, like, but you're an, you're you know you're a performer and then and also a fan. Yeah. So I like going to shit like that, bro. Yeah. I'm s- so excited. Thursday and Friday have. Like the dopest lineups, 1975, Kendrick Lamar. I, why mm. does it take a podcast for me to hear about your fucking plans you just to go got to back. one of the most exciting you events? You just got back. I just, <laughs> this is the first de- I, time I've seen you since wow. you've been back. And you've been back for like a week. When is Lollapalooza? I'm, I don't know. I can't think of it. Man, think yeah, look, he's holding out. He's holding out. He knows when What's it your is. problem, sir? He knows what What's your is. deal? I think. He knows What's your problem? I'm just guessing. You got a problem with me? I tickets. I can't Get wait to tickets. be on stage and Tevin had to pay to see me. <laughs> Whatever boo, stage boo you're at, you look, I will follow you. Boo. <laughs> How do you get up there? <laughs> so we just let anybody up there? Pass the mic. I'm going to be up there like, welcome to the kickback. Oh, Sit back. <laughs> I'm sitting the fuck out. <laughs> I'm getting my money off that shit. <laughs> I'll shut that uh, shit down. I'll be like, fire. <laughs> Someone's got a bomb. I swear. All of it. I'll, it's me. Bow. 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 As soon as you come up, tone the bump. Bump, 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 bump. 
Shut it down. <laughs> shut it down. <laughs> oh, shit. I'll shut all that shit down. <laughs> nobody That's having a good great. time now. <laughs> <laughs> By the time this episode drops, we'll be close to our own Lollapalooza, which is Iowa Summer Jam. Hey. hey. If you hear this, I'm sure we will still be accepting sponsors. <laughs> hey. hey. <laughs> Please. Sponsors don't expire. Yeah. <laughs> the sponsorship does not expire. <laughs> oh, man. So yeah, yeah. Trip was great. Uh That's had awesome. some fun. Um That's dope. Learned some shit, made some connections and mm. how does that compare to other trips? That is so rude. That's like the fourth message. Turn that got. shit off, dude. And then he answers the message. Doing business, sir. I can't believe this shit. You know we're almost out of time. <laughs> you do know that, right? I, 16, we went airplane mode. We in. went airplane mode. Is it's only been sixteen minutes? Yeah. This guy. Shortest Wrong episode ever. <laughs> Told you to record that. All right, see you next time. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you all for coming out. We'll We're see you next time. We need to combine these two. <laughs> Just break this part of episode three. We'll give the first you half. You said, how does this trip compare to... I don't remember now. We oh. got to cut it short. Oh, I got to go. I got to so go. We need to move along. Anyways. Yeah. We got two minutes to get the rest of this episode. Okay. <laughs> Last episode was uh, Tevin's Tale. Yeah. Uh, Which this was... episode, we have two minutes for Antonio's story. <laughs> Just play the music. <laughs> Thirty seconds of each. Song. Well, my story was T N T. Thank you all so much for coming out. <laughs> we'll hear y'all. And we'll see y'all next time. All right, all right, all right. I'll get serious no, real good. quick. I'll Try get it. serious. All right. Um. So, man. Yeah. Antonio's story. Tell me how you got into music. Like, st- started when I got you first. Two moved. minutes for that story. You got five. I'll give you five. Thank you. All right, real quick, Chuck, uh, introduce me to Anthony. All right, slow down, sir. Don't don't be don't be ignorant. You know what? I I came to a revelation the other day. I'm playing uh, and you still got to play it because it's so good. I just got past the Cell Saga, uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, and I'm playing it and I'm showing it to Naya, and Naya loves Dragon Ball Z, and I knew that the the show meant a lot to me, but it was literally a couple days ago I realized Dragon Ball Z is what got me my opportunities in music. Uh, hmm. I was at seventh grade, McKinley Middle School, uh, didn't know nobody, Bad just came kid. here. <laughs> that explains a lot about, yeah. <laughs> about you right there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, seventh grade, McKinley, right next door to us now. Wow, full circle. Uh, and I was in an art class. It was like one or two other black kids in there. One of the black kids. At McKinley? In my class, in oh, this okay. Art class. okay, yeah, most of them were in like be, be, behavior disorder BD classes, yeah, and and behavior disorder for those that don't know is is white teachers that don't know how to deal with the black kids. Yep, so that's they, exactly they what it disorder. is. Disorder. Oh, so in, in schools like mine, it was just just just. No, those are probably legit behavior disorders. But when we went in, in McKinley and the teacher's white and there's 12 black kids in there and we're all going ham, but nobody's like mentally challenged. We just are, are uh, Bad as fuck. society challenged. We're put in situations where our behavior, like behavior and manners isn't emphasized like most structured households we're usually in single mom houses there's usually low income and multiple kids and no I'm father's stop there you. to teach us say, respect. i'm gonna stop you right why there. are you making those faces? i'm gonna stop you right there because i grew up in a household just like that and yes i had my dad but 
you're spread. He's spreading over twelve kids and two twelve boys and two girls. Your dad is militant. As I respect <clears throat> your dad. The moment I met him, okay, but- I didn't learn respect until like <laughs> I fucking. Taught myself. <laughs> like, We're still teaching him. Yeah, <laughs> I'm still struggling with still, it. But the moment I met your dad, <laughs> he demanded respect. So even if there's twelve or a thousand of us, your dad taught y'all. But you don't think that's a little man. like <clears throat> woe is me story, classic woe is me story. Like, don't get me wrong. There are situations where some kids don't have structure. And I get that. But I feel like in those situations, at a certain age you should have a, some sense of like, okay, this person that's in front of me, that's an adult. I need to respect. From where? What do you mean? From, even where, if your mom, where do I learn that? Even if your mom is working, say you live in a single household with your mm-hmm. mom, your mom's working her ass off. Mm-hmm. She's still, at some point, you have to see that as a sign of respect of that your mom is wor- busy working. When I was 21 is when I finally understood. God damn, 21? Yeah, man. My Mm-mm. mom's fucking gone and I'm a kid. Like, where the fuck is my mom all day? Like, this is bad and we're still poor. I did not understand that she was working for me. I understood mm. that she's not here when I want her here. And that's all a kid's brain is really comprehending. We're not comprehending, hey, man, we have to work really hard and pay our bills and sacrifice time away from our kids. I'm not thinking like that. I'm thinking about toys and and shit and everybody else having both parents and all these fly-ass clothes and all this shit. And we got damn near nothing on top of missing the time from our mom and having to spread it across multiple kids. And no father to sit there and tell you, respect your mother and do good and respect elder and none of that shit. And honestly, my mom's a young mom, so she's figuring it out. And it really don't matter what age you are. Like parenting is you're always learning and there's no right way to do it. But I will tell you that my mom did what she thought was best, worked really hard, but we struggled bad. And I didn't learn to appreciate it till probably I was like 20, 20. See, I, I can understand and I can appreciate that part because my mom and my dad were sep- like I, they separated right yeah and my mom felt like she had to be away from us with our situation yeah so i won't get into details of no, the no. day of because yeah. it's a little sad but she felt like she had to to get away and that was devastating for us because at that point i've always had my mom and then now she's gone and even though i'm a kid you know what i mean like that shit takes a toll you're like okay now i have to Live, move into this this situation where my dad wasn't the fun parent or the yeah. like the kind parent, and it's because of his background and and you know his with all the kids and all the boys, you kind of have to be tougher because you're raising twelve boys. Yeah, and so we never had that balance of like someone being soft compared to someone being hard. But she kept coming back and forth, yeah. which what I would say would be a little almost a, was more damaging because she would move back for a little bit and then move away. But I get what you're saying because even on those times that she was here, it'd be me and my sister at the house and she would be gone. And it's because she's either working or because she's still young. She's still figuring things out. She still wanted to go out and have a little bit of a life. And so at that point, I'm raising my sister. Mm -hmm. And so I guess that that part of me was like, I know my situation, whether I'm at my dad's house and he's so spread out and he's still working that I'm have to be a little bit independent and then on the other side where my mom i went my mom i'm pretty much raising my sister so i have to be even more independent and so i just gained this early age of independence so for me seeing other black white 
it didn't matter what kid it was. It didn't make sense to me that there there was so much disrespect because it was like whatever situation I was in, I had to be this independent. I had to have this independent mindset of like, yeah. okay, I'm only gonna go forward if I'm respectful, if I'm polite, if yeah. I'm you know, paying attention if I'm not fucking around or whatever. Yeah. So I, I guess that's where my confusion stems from compared yeah. to your situation. No, I definitely understand that. Um, and like, it's just that, like I said, the appreciation for my mom came very late in life, like Agreed. way too late. Um, and that's just a lack of maturity and also a lack of understanding. Mm. Um, but I do believe and I, I, it's not a conspiracy and it's not to divide people, but I do believe systematic oppression is very real. Oh, I agree. Absolutely. And, uh, Absolutely. you know, fathers being driven away out of uh, black homes is, is a real thing. You know, it was uh, a, the war on drugs it was a war on black people. Yep. And uh, reinitiating a form of slavery by filling the prisons with them. Um, as well as breaking up the black homes, which then leads to the kids that are out of control, or even and, black and families no lack of structure, and then leaning on welfare, government aid, and, and, and it's no offense to the the white teachers that had to deal with us, but how the fuck were they supposed to know how to deal with these black kids that have no that have <laughs> so do you they ain't think, got no sense? We ain't got no sense. And so, do you think that there's there's a correlation of like? a lack of black educators in schools compared to like, you know what I mean? Like there's obviously, I mean, in Iowa, well, that's, for sure. a, that's another role that I, and that this is in the last five years I got an appreciation for, but uh, teaching like that's a very difficult, low paid role. And then especially with all the fucking stupid ass gun and bomb threats and shit, like that's I so would want to be a teacher days, and bro. you're underpaid and all that. So no, it, it wasn't, appealing it's still not appealing to be a teacher of any color yeah uh let alone a black teacher um uh, but yeah maybe a black educator could help but it's almost like but how much help are black cops yeah you know they they still have to go through training they still have a, a formula in a way they're a, they're part of the system and a system of their own to 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 deal with the hierarchy hierarchy of their own in their in their workplace to deal with you know mm -hmm. you can't be Show, I mean, even though it happens on the other side, you can't be showing so much favoritism exactly. to black kids and black and black people. Let's bring up Obama. Like, <laughs> he couldn't just be like, "Hey, niggas, I got y'all." Like, hey, we're about to was, get this motherfucking. Paper. I'm about to legalize weed. Like, you have to reparations here. We come. <laughs> yeah, you can't money. be that president. Who needs a mule? <laughs> We're going uh, to give you everybody your uh, acres and uh, <laughs> it for, uh, 40 it's, acres it's, or 30 it's acres. Time to, uh, uh, <laughs> so, I mean, you know, them being a part of the system, I don't think would have helped much to, you know, like I said, the, the kids that were just thrown in BD classes. And, right. And, and it's still something that goes on today. Uh, one of my kids' mothers works in a, uh, worked in the school district, and she said they just threw the black kids in the basement. Like w w they make one spark comment and damn your BD you're downstairs and they would spend the entire day in like in school suspension and that's I I'm still not mad at the teachers it's a lack of understanding yeah you don't know why these kids are acting this way it is disrupting the other kids that have structure and are here to be educated but it's the system that fucks up that structure so do you think that part of your life 
pushed you into to to music more music hell yeah so <laughs> back to the beginning all right so art class i'm in there two other black kids and uh isaiah sneed zaya danes his uh stage name uh he saw i was drawing dragon ball z he wanted to work on a project together he he was actually one of the popular kids cool kid i was very much a nerd from day one, the it's weird cool. black kid. Loser. Don't even be, don't associate with this black kid. So Damn. secretly, he, yeah, I was that. Cause like black kids should naturally be able to fall into the other black kids. I was not that black kid. Mm. I was drawing Dragon Ball Z unapologetically. I knew who I was, how I felt about something I loved, and I draw it all day. I love that shit. I'd wear the Dragon Ball Z shirts. That shit's weird to everybody else in seventh grade. I loved it. That's me. Who I I'll wear one right now. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, uh, he he got fond of the the drawings. We started working on projects together. We'd watch the episodes and we'd recap every episode. And then eventually, uh, he told Chuck about it. And Chuck, just as big of a Dragon Ball Z fan, first day I met Chuck, he uh, he and I'm poor, poor. Like we have a PlayStation One when there's PS3s. And he's like, hey, if I can come over and play video games with you, I'll let you borrow my PS3. And, uh, you know, I just want a cheeseburger. I'm like, say less. And like first time playing a PS3, like he 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 came. I mean, he, he came from a, a very big family, too. Uh, he knew the struggles, but he also uh, I don't know. It was weird. So me, Zay and Chuck, single parent, single mom households just had that connection. Dragon Ball Z. And uh, Zaya, Chuck, and Jarrell were going to a studio to do music. And uh, finally, they invited me to that studio. I met Anthony Teague. And at the time, I could write poetry. And they inspired me to try to turn that poetry into music. Mm. And Anthony had heard one of the songs I made off of Fruity Loops. I made the beat. Me and Jarrell had made the song, and he did the hook. And he liked it and said, let's get him in here. And our first song where it was like five of us, it was me, Chuck, Zaya, Jarrell, and Ike Midas. And we made a song called Dreams. Mm. And a lot of those dreams have actually come true now yeah, from, from that song that we did when we were 14 years old. So that was uh, them introducing me into Big Bang and me doing music seriously. And that shit kept us out of so much trouble because we'd spend fucking four hours a day every day in that studio and he gave us free beats free studio time mixed our shit and um do you, do you still have that song that i do yeah. i do it's big band classics y'all we got zaya baby boy Shaman, Lil Tone, and J Rep. I'm from a city in Iowa called Cedar Rapids, where we rock nothing but vocal and Reebok classics, where we live big dreams and got high hopes, dreams of owning six cars, about five boats, special appearances on how I'm living, got mates to clean the bathroom and do the dishes, got a video arcade up in the red room, 
got a hundred STV up in the bedroom, but I can't forget about the people there for me. Big Bang, my mom, friends, and my family. Make sure they all living well and own their own house. Give them a couple of cars and food and they might give money to charity. I make donations to Black America, get better education. These are things in life that I want to achieve. Never settle for less or mediocrity. We ain't doing nothing but getting old. We out here getting props, doing shows. Trying to get by, only Lord knows. We out here making money, watching our paper grow. We ain't doing nothing but getting old. We out here getting props, doing shows. Trying to get by, only Lord knows. We out here making money, watching our paper grow. What does a brother do when he feel like my mind's about to explode? Should I grab my heat and let loose like on a John Wayne episode? Every day I'm in these streets, trying to hustle up some dough. Got some big dreams, but one is let Big Bang be known. I need about eight cars, an extra large crib. I need a place for my moms, a place for the kids. I can't forget about my boys that kept me in this game. Cause without Big Bang, I'm just We all got stuff we want, so many things we need. And we all got way more dreams than Dr. Martin Luther King. Things I cherish, things I hope. Things I will accomplish turn my dreams to goals. Have an all gold frame on my pimped out plane. Enough money for my fam, and that means big bang. We all grew up different and separately. Two from the shot, two from the eye, and my boy from the P. We ain't doing nothing but getting old. We out here getting prompt, doing shows. Trying to get by, only Lord knows. We out here making money, watching our paper grow. We ain't doing nothing but getting old. We out here getting prompt, doing shows. Trying to get by, only Lord knows. We out here making money, watching our paper grow. I was just a young boy living in the big dreams. Ooh, yeah. Wanna be a famous star and roll in them limousines. I wanna roll in a fancy car, have a house on cribs. Take a tour of my spot. This is how I live. Check it out. I got a studio, got a pool, got a bedroom with. No rules. Got a mansion, got a maid, got my own car service. They pay. Got the ladies screaming my name. They saying Zaya, do your thing, and I will. They saying J Rail, take me to your room. Let's see if you can hang. We in a party and on a weekend. Stop by and bring a friend. Bring a friend. We on the dance floor. Getting down, headed to my room again. I got a butler, got a chef, had some crystal, but there's none left. I got a Bentley, custom made, Gucci on the seats with the spinning blades. We ain't doing nothing but getting old. We out here getting prompt, doing shows. Trying to get by, only Lord knows. We out here making money, watching our paper grow. We ain't doing nothing but getting old. We out here getting prompt, doing shows. Trying to get by, only Lord knows. We out here making money, watching our paper grow.
Thank you. Thank you. So how old were you? That was 14. Wow. <laughs> You're ahead of your time. Years yeah, old. man. I said me, Chuck, Ike Midas, <laughs> Zaya Danes, Jory James, uh, produced by Anthony T. He made the beat and engineered it. And that shit saved my life and pushed me to be the person I am today. Um, so from 14 to like 20, I would say 22, 23, I'm doing music seriously, heavily, and um, is I, that when you're, you guys are Big Bang? Yep, yep, Big Bang. We moved to Atlanta at one point where we got offered like two, three different deals from records to management deals. We denied all those deals because we wanted something bigger. We walked away with zero, nothing, <laughs> no deals, nothing bigger. We came back home with our tails tucked back to Iowa. It was really embarrassing. There's one story I have to tell real quick, and I got to get to the rest of it. But uh, <laughs> when we like made the decision we're moving to Atlanta, we threw this big-ass, dope-ass going-away party. Tell everybody we're moving to Atlanta. It's dope as fuck. We go to this gas station to fill up on our drive to Atlanta. The gas station. <gasps> y'all are Big Bang. Big Bang, what up, y'all? Y'all doing it. I'm so proud of y'all. Y'all going to Atlanta. Y'all finna make it. Y'all finna put on for Iowa. Blah, blah, blah. We go to Atlanta. We turn up. We do everything we can for six months. We become the shit even in Atlanta. We run out of fucking money because we partied in Atlanta from Monday through Saturday. Not on Sundays because bars and Alcohol can't be sold on Sundays in Atlanta at that time. Mm. But we're with fucking OJ the Juice Man, Gucci Mane, 2 Chains, Waka Flocka almost every day of the week doing dope ass shit. But we ran out of fucking money. We went there with like fucking student loans and and just thousands. You motherfuckers got a job? We tried to make Dom get a job because he didn't have student loans. And then we found out because he was going to the workforce place. We found out. The motherfucker would go to the workforce place and sit outside and never go inside. I'm dead as fuck. Man, so we lost the house. Like, we had enough saved to live there for at least two, three years. But we partied and went so hard, it lasted six months. So back to the reason I mentioned. That's funny. So when we get back to Iowa. Tails tucked between your legs. Tails tucked between our legs. We got to get gas. We go in this gas station, and the same fucking clerk is there, and he sees us. He says, no, no, no. Y'all supposed to be on. Oh, what happened? Damn. And like, I'm like, shut the fuck up. Hey, like, 20 get, on. Get the, get, put five, 20 on a, five. Tw- get the five. I'm on six, get nigga. The five. Damn. Damn, five. Damn. I'll, get, I'll give y'all five. <laughs> we'll make it 10, brother. Don't you worry about it. So <laughs> Welcome we did, home. Nigga. Long story short, we never went back to that gas station. Like, fuck <laughs> you. God damn. So it was bad, but uh, we had to come up with some money, and we did the first, in 2011, we did the first uh, Iowa Summer Jam. So uh, that inspired later. We'll fast forward to skip some things. I will say one thing that's important in, in Antonio's story is uh, a, 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 I think a year later after the Iowa Summer Jam, my grandma had a stroke, and like I, my grandma is the closest person I've ever been to. I wear it on my neck every day, and uh, she had a stroke. I think it was like 2012. And um, I like literally just dropped down on knees and prayed like I-, I haven't done anything in life. Please, God, let me like get a family and make her proud and work really hard. I will do good. And, you know, uh, you know, I just I just prayed for her to make it through this stroke. Like, let let me at least get to 30. You get me till 30. And I, I swear to God, I will have my things together right. and make her proud. But get me till 30. Don't do this now at like 22 or whatever time it was. 
so we'll fast forward a little bit. Uh, I meet Naya's mom. Um, you know, we get married. I, I get to bring my uh, grandma to Florida. She gets to meet Naya. Um, everything's going great. But I had to take what I was given in the music industry and all my knowledge and our experiences. And even especially, honestly, the bad. I don't want anybody else to go through the bad and make the mistakes that I made. So 2018, we start T1 Entertainment. Um, I pitched Dom was working with Luke Belair. He was working with Dre and K Young. And then he pulled, I, I won't go into detail. He pulled a Dom and, and really, really fumbled the bag at the time. I didn't know Dre that well. I did know K Young. I actually introduced K Young and Pinky to each other at summer jam one in 2011. Mm. So they met each other and uh, I introduced M to K Young and that turned out really great for everybody yeah um all these years later but anyway uh fast forward back to so i i dom fumbles the bag i'm like dom i got an idea he does this dope ass showcase and it, it brings all of iowa out and he makes a ton of money and he brought dre and all these people up here for his showcase but then he did some dumb shit went to jail fucked it up and um they weren't gonna fuck with him anymore I told Dom, I got this idea of me and you can do. We don't even need them. Uh, it's called the Iowa Music Awards. This is 2000 and, uh, 2017. Um, and I started working on it while I was in Atlanta. But I was like, if we go back to Iowa, let's do Iowa Summer Jam and the Iowa Music Awards. We've seen it in Atlanta. We attended Atlanta's versions of it. Mm. Let's bring those to Iowa. But I didn't want to pull the trigger on the Music Awards because, honestly, I wanted an award. We worked hard as fuck. Yeah. We did so much. I want a fucking award. Wait somebody so else hopefully does. somebody else do it. And I, after writing it all out, this is going to be the biggest headache in the world. People are going to hate you and be mad, all this and that. So I meet with Dom, tell him we need to do the awards. He said, we need to do it, but we need Dre involved. I can't talk to Dre right now, but I know who can. He introduced me to Silence. That's how I met Derek. He came to my house. I gave him the full pitch on the music awards. And he's like, do you think Dre would be interested? Derek's like, Fuck yes. And we're not going to wait to email him. Give me a second. He gets Dre on the phone. He's like, you wouldn't happen to still be in Iowa. I know your flight leaves today. He's like, my flight got delayed till tomorrow. Damn. Uh, if what you say is as big as what you say it is, let's do dinner tonight. Here's the location that I'm going to be at and bring the guy. That's the night I meet Dre. And it's all the same day. I pitched to Dom. He brings Derek. I pitched to Derek. Derek sets up the meeting with Dre. We have dinner. I pitch to Dre. Dre tells me I'm not ready. That's, Dre says you need to hard, divine bro. timing though. Like hell yeah, that's all that, real. And Dude, I like, and half, I wasn't ready. Half I was stuff, not. Half the stuff you talked about, bro, is like it sounds like everything that's gone left or wrong so yeah. far is building up to like this very like this super still stem from Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> yeah, I believe it. Remember when Gohan reached Super Saiyan two and he got his ass whooped and kept. And he kept building when he, and building. When he got Goku killed? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that was his fault. I will never forgive him for that. Go up and watch All right, anyway. <laughs> so um, we meet Dre. Dre tells me I'm not ready. One of the dumb things that I say at that meeting is, because I know he's from Atlanta, I was like, we moved to Atlanta because in order to make it out of Iowa, you have to leave Iowa. And he, like, laughed at me. I was like, what's, what's funny about that? Like, we don't have a market. He said, you think you could be a big fish in a in a big lake and you're not even a big fish in iowa like uh, atlanta they've been building this for years, years dog. all these artists have all these connections and i was like we were right there he's like 
Yeah, decades. but you didn't take the deal. And maybe you were right that you deserve more, but they were not going to acknowledge that. Yeah. They were going to pimp you out, give you the little deal and see what they can get out of you and then kick you to the curb like they do every other Atlanta artist. You need to make it at home. Build something here. I was like, well, somebody needs to build a music industry here. I, like, we don't have anything. He said, "Why you're meeting with me right now. You're saying somebody needs to do something. You are that somebody, Tone. And like, I try to use that quote as often as I can. I used to say somebody should do something. Then I realized I am somebody. Yep. So he said, the Iowa Music Awards, this looks great. You can do better. Before you do the Iowa Music Awards, build something here first. Take a few years to build a brand. Get the people's trust. Show them you are the bright person for the Iowa Music Awards. And then that's when you hit them with it. So me and he said, meet with Derek. You and Derek figure something out. We'll figure out Dom later. Dom, I don't even think, was invited to the dinner. Yeah. Can, you, can you remind <laughs> me when, what year was that again? I, that was probably the end of 2017. Okay. So I revised the plan for the IMAs revolving around T1. At the time I was doing a podcast, I was just engineering for Mike Check Podcast, which is actually the first official T1 brand thing. Uh, so we were doing Mike Check Podcast in 2017. So I started T1. I was like, y'all will be my first clients. And then I did, I got paid to do a presentation at the Cedar Rapids Library. And I was like, I should pitch the Iowa Music Awards. I was like, actually, what I could do is make it like a call to action and pitch T1 Entertainment as a company. And they were like, we'll pay you if you talk about hip hop and you talk about your brand. I'm like, hell yeah. So I got paid <laughs> to present T1 Entertainment, which is something I wanted to start a year later at the library, maybe a month after the meeting with Dre. About four people attended. It was, I would say five. My mom, my uh, wife, um, my brother, Alicia Monet, and her uh, a, a lady that supported her forever, Lori. And at the time, Lori employed me to DJ uh, at the Boys and Girls Club. And I was doing a lot of free work. And uh, I told her, hey, I'm doing this presentation. Uh, you know, it'd be cool if anybody showed up. It could be kids, adults, whatever. She's like, oh, I don't know if I can get the kids there, but I'll at least show up and I'll bring at least one person. She brings Alicia Monet. I give my presentation. Alicia is sold. And she becomes the first T1 artist. And I had no expectations of getting an artist or Damn. selling this Divine to anybody. Damn, <laughs> I'm only doing this presentation because the library offered to pay me. And uh, so we, we do the, uh, we, we, she's my first artist. She believes in it. She loves it. Uh, Lori loved the presentation offered to pay for Alicia's management for the first couple months. Um, and uh, we, we announce T1, the launch and Alicia being a part of it. The moment I get my LLC papers, which was, uh, yeah, January 2018. And uh, we record some amazing music. And uh, that month, my grandma, um, I, I was taking care of my cousin, Jalen. He was living in my house because we had we had like a mini mansion. I, I, I love the house that we had. It was like eight bedrooms, sunroom, huge ass backyard, uh, studio, uh, workout room, theater room. Uh, living room, dining room. It was the dopest house ever. Three bathrooms. 
And um, we had it all be Lindsay. She had two kids and then we decided to have Naya. Like we were like, we should have a kid together. We should get married, have a kid together and stuff. So, um, you know, it, it was, we were living the American dream and, um, you know, I'm working at GoDaddy and she's working at Nordstrom and uh, Jalen is having trouble in Chicago. And as a kid, I had trouble in Chicago. Like before, I even knew I was a nerd. I was definitely a nerd even in Chicago. So I'm fighting like every day, like, like nonstop. Like they're trying to pick on me. I was definitely a fighter, but they're trying to pick on me. And then once it got to the point where people were getting guns and knives and shit, that's when my mom had decided we need to move to Iowa as a kid. I hated it because it took me away from my grandma. Like I said, my grandma is a person that's always been the closest to me. Uh, So I hated Iowa at first. Um, until, and we're going backwards and forward, but until I was about 14, I'm a part of Big Bang. Uh, Chuck is my best friend, and my mom meets a dude. She's in love. I don't like the dude, and that dude gets in some trouble and wants to move to Florida. And I'm like, fuck that. Yeah. I'm not losing, finally, everything. I have a good life, friends, a good support system. And at this point, like I'm like failing high school because I don't like dude, and I don't give a fuck about what my mom's trying to tell me. I'm like, you guys, you go to Florida and you take care of Jacob and Alicia. At this point, I'm 14 and I've worked at a comic book store. Uh, I was making hundreds of dollars a week selling candy. I was like, mom, I'm I'm good. I know I can live out here. And then I talked to Chuck's mom and she said I can stay with them. Like, if you will allow it, you go. And now you only got to take care of two kids and you can deal with this dude. And I ain't got to be around him. Uh, win, win. Yeah, everybody wins. She moves to Florida. And again, I'm 14. I move in with Chuck. I'm still working. Uh, my next job is at Jane Boy, working with the kids, and I felt that was important. I'm at the studio, um, and then I end up at 14, getting an apartment, uh, getting my own car. Uh, you know, I, I had one of the finest girls in town. Like, my life was Doing good. it early. And then I worked harder in school. I don't know why, when somebody told me to go to school, I wouldn't. Like, I missed, like, 100 days of school and lived across the street from Wash. Like literally Lynn Boulevard is connected to wash. It's like like on Lynn Boulevard (laughs) and I did not go to school and I went to lunch and that's it and came back home. So when she left, I not only went back to school super hard, I went to Metro for a term and everybody shits on Metro, but Metro got me into Kirkwood classes while going to school and gave me credits for having a job and even gave me gym credits for walking to fucking school. Yeah, bro. That shit's, it was wild fire. I was mad when I found that shit. I was like, yeah. I went to school for four years. Yeah. Bro, I could have went to school for two they years. They did half a day and Fridays off. I was mad as So fuck. Metro was fire. Thank you, Metro. But even Metro told me you're too smart to be here. So I ended up going to Jeff for a term and all the I, I went on a bike trip and earned like 80 high school credits. Usually they give like 30 credits a term. The bike trip gave like 80 credits. When I transferred from Metro to Jeff, they said, Oh, you're done. Uh, you got like one math and one gym class first semester, and that's my senior year. So senior year, I uh, I finished in fucking in one term, yeah, with two classes. Damn. So and and I got the part uh, like I was uh, I was doing great. So I'm very appreciative that my mom ended up uh, letting me be independent. They gave credits for walking. They gave gym credits for walking to school. <laughs> Metro is the shit. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck indeed? <laughs> yeah. It was fire. That's so, wild. All right. Fast forward back to uh, T1 started. We got Alicia. Uh, Derek's on board. 
uh, Derek meets with Isaac Beerus. And at this time, I'm, I'm going to be super honest on this stuff. Uh, God, this prefacing is going to sound bad, but it gets better. I wouldn't say, I, well, not, I wouldn't say. I know for a fact I'm, I was, I've never been homophobic. But when you're raised in a, a black alpha dominant household, they teach you homophobic shit. Yeah. You know, the, 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 the F word is thrown around loosely. You use it condescendingly to call somebody else. It even now I still say, Oh bro, that's gay. And I, I am strongly against using it in a derogatory term, especially with how I feel about the N word, but that was the household and the environment that not only me, but a lot of black men just come from like, Agreed. it's frowned upon to, to be gay or a, a fag or whatever. I don't even like saying it now, but like, that's just, but anyway, hey, that, that that's show. the culture. Yeah. <laughs> Bleep that out. <laughs> oh. That's the culture oh. that I grew up in. So when Derek met Isaac, he said, the kid's absolutely amazing. He has nothing for numbers. And I'm more than sure he's gay. And I said, that's perfect. Let's give him a chance. He probably doesn't have the numbers because of, you know, who he is in this environment. 2018, the, the full blown LGBT movement that we have as today was not there even just a few years ago. Yeah. So, you know, he, he did not get any shine, any love. He had over a hundred streams with five of the most amazing songs to this day I've ever heard. Um, so I, Derek met with him, said he's extremely talented, um, definitely gay. Like talk to him, see what you think. I meet him. And I'm just blown away with his story, how good his music is. It's like Michael Jackson meets Dude, Prince. he's so good, bro. He's a fucking amazing. It's crazy. And like, I'm like, one of the best performers I've ever I'm seen. I'm like, not only is this perfect for T1, because I want to be all about inclusion, but I almost think that nobody else was at this time willing to give him a chance. I would, I, I, it would be my honor to give this kid a chance and then make impossible things happen for him. So Isaac's second person I signed at the time in town. And when it comes to rap, there's only one real person everybody's talking about is Lou Kane. Uh, we reach out to Lou Kane to sign him. He says, you can only sign me if you sign my boy. I'm like, oh, here we go. Who's your boy? Ike. Ike Midas. Damn. I'm like, motherfucker, that's my boy. What you Damn. mean? Yo, boy. Absolutely, I'm signing him. That's <laughs> so, crazy. Yeah, so we got one of the four dopest squad like ever. Um, you know, soon after signing Squiddy Boys, we're planning um, Alicia's album release because when I met Alicia, when she signed, she only had one song ever recorded, but she would do covers and just had the most amazing voice. By the time March came around, she was about 10, 12 songs deep and all original music. She never had like original music. Um, so we, 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 uh, we gear up for Alicia's album release, May 31st, 2018. I don't remember that date because it was her album release. I remember that date because it was my grandma's last birthday and I had been telling her about me building T1 Entertainment and she's just telling me how proud she was. And I got to take her. That was probably her final concert that she ever got to see. So I got to take my grandma to see Alicia, who had a sold out venue on her first EP release. <sighs> Amazing performance. They demanded an encore. Crazy line outside. My grandma loved it. My sister was there. Um, Isaac opened up for her. 
It was just absolutely amazing. She sold out of CDs. This is like her first seat. Like it was just, it was one of the best moments in my life. Damn, I was here and I didn't. Yeah, we should have. I can't say we should advertise more. She she sold out, so it don't matter if we advertise more. But it was. And I got the footage, and we we we'll have a documentary and stuff soon. Um, But anyway, uh, young creatives I had hired to do that event, and I was summer jam, and. you know, before it was like Riley and Juan were about to get regular jobs and Riley had shot a commercial for a sand vest video. And I said, Hey, can I sit down with you guys and talk to you about shooting a, uh, a, uh, a commercial for my summer jam event that I'm doing. And Riley's like, well, I'm an artist. And then Derek found his music and I liked his music. And I sat down with them and I was like, Hey man, I would love to be, he's like, we only do stuff like, we don't do this professionally. Like Riley's commercial is the only thing they ever shot together. I was like, what if, uh, what if I became like your, your client and you guys not only shoot summer jam, but you shoot a documentary and you shoot all my shows and we make some commercials and promos and all that stuff. He's like, well, then we could start a business and they'll tell you, uh, I was their first client. They didn't even have a name at the time. And, uh, they did a dope ass promo for Summer Jam. They shot footage for the Alicia show, and uh, that's how Young Creatives got started. Yeah. So uh, that's all. Twenty eighteen. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Five years dude. now. Um, so from May twenty eighteen, we do Alicia's release. Um, then we do Iowa Summer Jam at the McGrath Amphitheater. Uh, funny story about that is uh, didn't know classic at all. And he was in attendance at that event and said he was impressed by it. I'm like, why didn't you speak? That's crazy. So that's crazy. Yeah. He's, he's, he's been around since the beginning. Mm -hmm. I just found that out. uh, And I met him last year. So he was my first client in 2016. Get out. What? What? One of them. One of the first. That's nuts. (laughs) One of my first clients. That's That's crazy. Remember when we were working on the song? Yeah. I remember you showed me the video too. That's terrific. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, Oh, I know. I know that is. Yeah. That's nuts. <laughs> we're where we're supposed to be. Damn, All right, let bro. me try Divine to fast timing. forward. Uh, fast forward to uh, August seventeenth, uh, two uh, thousand eighteen. Isaac is doing his album release at the library in the auditorium. Didn't even realize that came around full circle. It was probably around August the year before when I met with Dre and started T One. This is a new revelation. So a year later, T One starts. T One's presentation is August. 2017 at the library a year later i book isaac at the library my second client to do his big show that sold out in the auditorium at the library um and i am balancing between being at his show and my grandma dying in the hospital Mm. So I'm That's popping heavy. in and I'm popping to see her because it could be the last time I see her. And then I'm popping back and then I'm just going back and forth because I have to be here. Like not only am I manager and booking and all that shit, but I also provided a stage that I have to set up and I have to make sure everybody's where they need to be. And I'm doing sound and we got a light guy and his show was a very big deal. Like I had to be there. That was there was there's no. All right, this guy will fill in for Tone. There's not that because I do eight jobs. There, there would need to be eight people to fill in for me, and we honestly wouldn't be able to afford that. Um, so I'm bouncing back and forth between the hospital, and uh, I get a, a random – Ike shows up to Isaac's performance and says, 
uh, Lou Kane's mom just died. And I'm like, wait, what? <clears throat> like, was she dying? Like, what, 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 what the fuck are you yeah. talking about? She just died. What are you talking about? Like, his mom had just died. And um, I, I think it was on the 17th. And uh, I'm a believer that death comes in three. So I'm like, I know my, like, I'm sad as fuck for Lou. Like, yeah, all of them, course. And like, it, it's fucking horrible. But like, at that point, I absolutely know what's coming next. So now I'm even more urgent back and forth between the hospital. My grandma makes another night. Next day, Aretha Franklin dies. I'm like, oh, I don't want to wish this on nobody, but we need one more. We need one more. <laughs> So August 17th, Lou Kane loses his queen. The next day, August 18th, we lose, you know, the queen of R&B, Aretha Franklin. August 19th, my grandma passes. So me and Lou have that thing of us that connection, losing. connection, bro, yeah. <laughs> In the span of three days. And then, like, nobody else died, like, for the rest of the year, like, on Earth. <laughs> like, it was just those three. Not a puppy. <laughs> Not a fucking Nothing goldfish. Not I should have killed something off the night. You, you got to go outside and shoot a bird. <laughs> something got to die. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, at that point, uh, my morale and, like, my everything is just, like, going downhill. Right after that, Ike got locked up. Um, Lou moved to Arizona. And... I'm just struggling and, and we'll fast forward a bit. I, 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 I stopped taking on new clients. Um, I, I did, I, I, I in between, I, I managed crate managed a guy named B. Um, we, we still did our summer jams and, uh, our top tier showcases. Uh, those went great. Um, but I was never, I've still will never be the same since my grandma died. Uh, Naya. <laughs> and, uh, she must've, I don't know. I always feel like, oh, okay. Tell her I'm recording. Hi, Grammy. Love you. Good night. <laughs> All right. Let me go back out there. Uh, Naya, it's like, I feel like people are reborn through the universe, and she has so many of my grandma's traits. It's crazy. Like, every that, time I mention my grandma, she it, pops Yeah, in I was just about to say, it's crazy <laughs> that she, she hasn't been in the room the whole time, and then the moment you get done talking about your grandma. <laughs> That's Hi. A, that's a sign. Still here. Talking about <laughs> yeah. her Grammy. And then, bro, yeah. That's, yeah. That's so. divine. Again, <laughs> Man, divine you energy. see this, right? Divine timing. All right. Let cool. me, <laughs> we'll fast forward a few years. So I haven't been the same. Eventually, uh, my marriage goes downhill. I just, I wasn't shit. I didn't care to be shit. I, I, I cared about the business. Didn't care about family. Like, I didn't do Christmas anymore. I used to do Christmas for everybody. And go crazy and get all types of stupid like laptops and fucking cars like all type of shit for christmas i didn't buy a single gift the christmas after my grandma passed away and just nothing was the same so um you know i'll end up losing my marriage uh we lose the dream house and then um i move in with my boy jay and uh i end up buying the studio had I not bought the studio, maybe me and Tevin would have never connected. I mean, I doubt people would recommend my, my basement. So uh, I wouldn't have gone. <laughs> Damn, you should go oh, to this, this guy's creepy basement. guy's basement. Yeah, probably not Love gonna that. make yeah. that one. So uh, I get the studio, and uh, damn, we're back to August twenty twenty. Yeah, COVID hits. I lose my marriage, um, but it inspires me to write the Antonio album, which gets me back into music. 
And um, it also, after losing the house, it inspired me to buy T1 Studios. So we had our own studio. And then in August of 2020, the derecho hits. When the derecho is about to hit, me and I are in the car. There's no warning. We don't know. It's either we go to the apartment that we had or we go to the studio. And I always let Naya pick every single day. I have to work. I'm working at GoDaddy work from home. So I can I got a work set up at the apartment or the studio. Which one do you want to go to, Naya? She chooses the studio randomly. Just uh, let's do studio. Derecho's happening. We're under tables. We're hearing trees fall. It sounds like the fucking apocalypse. We walk out. It looks like the apocalypse. That shit was, gnarly, that shit was crazy. Unreal. Bro. Like, Chuck was banging on our door, like, have you seen outside? It was a fucking movie scene how he even Bro. came in. I didn't know what was happening. I was like, oh, right. shit, it's coming through the door. Bro, that like, was my first it? day moving into my place when I Holy moved back here. shit. The, the day of yeah. Fuck this. <laughs> this is not where I'm my meant to be. was like... We're fucking dead. Yeah, we're out of get here, Get the bro. fuck out. So they do this here? Yeah. yeah. Y'all didn't say <laughs> no, nothing no, no. about it's, it's hurricanes on the fucking Atlanta hurricane. So uh, Naya, the importance of Naya choosing the studio is we, it takes hours to get to 15 minutes across Cedar Rapids because of all the trees down. We get to the apartment. There's a fucking big ass tree through the bedroom, through the tub, through the living room, and two trees through the, the, the main room. We would have been Damn, dead, bro. dead as fuck. I'm not going. I I don't know how to react to this shit. Like I wouldn't have went in the basement. I know I wouldn't. Yeah. Like at best, I know like go in the tub, and the tub had a tree through it, and like a hard ass tree through marble fucking tub. So that motherfucker came in there. Yeah. The other tree through the bedroom went through the bed. So if we hit under the bed, we're fucked. And there was another tree through the closet. But I'll have to post a picture if I post video of this episode. That apartment was fucked. We would have been dead as fuck. And all Naya said was go to the studio. Divine timing. Man. That's your your grandma, bro. That's your grandma. (laughs) Straight up. Yeah. That's uh, fucking so Chills, yeah, bro. yeah, T1 Studios saved my life. <laughs> Naya saved my life. Yeah, Probably my grandma, grandma saved my life. So uh yeah, so that place obviously meant a lot to me. Um fast forward a bit. We've upgraded. We're in Soundbox Studios. Very proud to be here. Yeah. Thank you for having me, Lim. Absolutely. Uh our pleasure. Yeah, and uh you know, the Antonio album, you know, it had it not been for all that tragedy and my grandma passing and divorce. Um, I wouldn't have made the Antonio album. One of the biggest singles on that album was Man. "Give Me My Ring." <laughs> Golden State Golden Warriors. State Warriors. That Chicago Sky happen. Yeah, Chicago Sky first. So okay, I do have to say something funny. It's it's kind of smart ass comment, but when the Chicago Sky shit happened, a lot of people were like proud of me, but a lot of people, like more people that should have, said. It it's ain't just, the NBA, though. It's just though. the WNBA. It's women's. Right. It ain't the NBA, though. That's some hate It'd be way shit. better if it was NBA. Man, I was like, Duh. that's cool as hell. Duh, motherfucker. <laughs> I was like, motherfucker, this is the pinnacle. This is the highest of my career. I'm happy as fuck. I went to a damn Chicago Sky game after that. Like, yeah. that shit was epic to me. So I was beyond happy and grateful, and that was the biggest accomplishment of my musical career. Extremely happy. Boy, when I got that message about Golden State, though, <laughs> When I saw that video and clicked it like, oh, shit, someone made a video to Golden State winning and put my song. Then I looked at the verified and 
It's Golden State. It's the Golden State. <laughs> it's the Dubs. It's me. Steph Curry I'm picked the. <laughs> what? The light bright Jesus. What? So that's that's unreal. That yeah. does not happen to anybody. The person that was chose before that for the celebration video was Kid Cudi. So that's imagine me. this though. <laughs> imagine going to Atlanta and signing that record deal. None of this stuff, none, none of, of that perseverance, none of that big bang, none probably of that. Probably wouldn't have back, Naya. And like <laughs> if I don't have Naya, then this shit ain't work. None of <laughs> and 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 now you have two two beautiful daughters mm-hmm. and and your career is thriving. Yeah. Thriving. Yeah. And you, <laughs> everything that you started out with, whether yeah. it's T one, Iowa Summer Jam, Iowa Music Awards, which yeah. was an amazing feat. Yeah. You didn't get to talk about that much, but that was an amazing feat. Yeah. And now this next one is even bigger. And it's yeah. going to be even better. Mm-hmm. Dog, like, that's... Your story is crazy. Like, my shit was a little... But Yo, your shit is, like, divine. I, that's, like... Like, we we differ on our religious belief. Mm-hmm. That shit right there mm-hmm. is, like, angels on angels. <laughs> All on the angels, angels came out like, and moved Angels you grabbed another angel way. with their feet. And the third one grabbed another <laughs> one with his feet. And then grabbed your shoulders and was like... Come with me. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's when, that's incredible. So I, and I, I, I fucked up part of the story. When my grandma had that stroke, when I said I'm going to do all this, I said I'd stop with the music. Yeah. So I stopped doing music for seven or so years mm. and focused on me getting a family, me getting the house, me showing my grandma the house. And, like, that was just my dream. And I begged God to give me till 30. I literally turned 30 and my grandma had that second stroke. That killed her. Like she was at my 30th birthday party and that was 2018. And within 30 days, she was in the hospital dying. So he gave me exactly said, what I had. All right, nigga. Play. You got you said 30. Out. Damn. And immediately at 30, she has out. the next stroke from the last time I prayed. That's... I got everything I asked him for. I got the wife. I got the grandbaby. I got the crib. She was proud. She got to see the show. She got to see the business. She got to see me have all my success. And I don't really find beauty in death, but she did not have to see the decline. Yeah. She did not have, she loves my daughter's mom. Yeah. She did not have to see the divorce. She did not have to see me lose the house. She did not have to see me lose my job. And I probably wouldn't have it any other way. Bro, I bet. I bet even though any of that would have happened, she still would have been proud of like the man you are now. You Thank know what you. I mean? Absolutely. Like you're you're still going through all that shit. Even even the loss. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And you and I have lost a lot, <laughs> and it's very crazy because it's similar. You lost the fiance. I lost, I lost my fiance. I lost my kid. I lost my house. I lost my job all in a month, and and all of it, all of it. You know what I'm saying? Made me. You know I I had to give up everything. Yeah. And that speaks to your character. That's that's what makes or it makes you or breaks you. Yep. And the fact that both of us chose to let it make us is, I think, a big reason why we have a huge respect for each other and why we became such such close friends instantly. And people this, to this, this day, this is a twenty year friendship that we made in two in two years. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's that's I crazy. No, remember, I said I had no idea that you guys have only known each other for this long. Two years, <laughs> two years, and so like it's. It's 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 an honor, man, to be amongst company that that <laughs> know the has struggle. bro and know how to come through and fight through it. Yeah. Because there's so many people nowadays that go through hard times and 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 it's not even hard times to us because 
we don't shit on people for going through lesser hard times. Like, yeah. motherfucker, I've been, that ain't nothing. No. But it's like dope to find people who get your struggle, who understand your struggle, but also understand your hustle enough to take it out of the mud from hell. Fuck the mud. <laughs> from hell. Mud Climb. would be great. Y'all niggas had mud. Y'all had mud. <laughs> Like Damn, it was, like it was cool. Like it was like was it wasn't like? even hot down there. No, I ain't had none of that big dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, we <laughs> like, bro. <laughs> and so it's it's super dope to be able to like come through all that struggle yeah. and come through all yeah. that and to be where we're at right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's it's a blessing, man. It's unreal. It's unreal. Divine and intervention. Divine man. Angels on angels. <laughs> Love you, dog. Love you, brother. <laughs> on, so that think, note, yeah. on that note, we got to end it, bro. We do. We do. Episode four. Yeah. Tone three. Tone, Antonio's Antonio story. story. Yep. Tevin's tale was the glory episode before. Glory. <laughs> oh, yeah. We got to play that at we the end We got to play that in it. <laughs> Shout out to Antonio Lamar. We got some funny stories about <laughs> <him>. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. Stop right now. Stop the episode, play bro. Play, 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 the, play, the, play the TNT. Play it. <laughs> Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Shout out J. Lim. Shout out Salvage. Shout out Antonio Lamarck. T-A-T. Dynamite. T-A-T. and tattoos. All the cities. Ha 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 